Saturday morning in Australia land, Roxy Soxy. And good Friday afternoon, Tam Tam. I feel like you're probably maybe hungover because you went to Taylor Swift again. <laughs> well, I might have had a cocktail or two, possibly. Or five. <laughs> Lost count after three. <laughs> But you look um, so happy. It's probably because you went to Taylor Swift. So you have like the vibe, like the, you know, do you know the words? Yeah. I know some of the words. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know the grunting parts. Yeah, exactly. down. Um, Yes. Went to Taylor Swift kind of unexpectedly, actually, because. We hadn't really planned on it. Like we had no solid plan to go to Taylor oh, wait, Swift. Can I tell everyone who's listening? This yes. is the second time she's been with her husband <laughs> without her child, who's almost 10. So it's like, that's like the perfect day to go with your kid. So her and her husband, this is the second time she's been to Taylor Swift. Okay. Keep going with your story. Okay, This is true. This is a, an important fact in the story. Um, So yesterday we had, you know, we had no solid plan. So we kind of like last minute, some tickets came our way and we were like, oh my God, let's go. Let's go. We How did off- they come your way? So we had like you bought we- them. <laughs> well, <laughs> David had put some feelers out. There was some like sponsor, sponsor brand okay. stuff. Okay. So we like David had been talking to a couple of them, and then they know like what I do. I think what happens too is a bunch of the tickets get released on the day of from like interesting. Yes, from like the management and the performer and the brands and stuff like that. So yeah. We, that's how they came, but they came yesterday morning. And so we had to be prepared to go last night to the show. So like, we were like, okay, like, I guess we're going tonight. And it so happened that our daughter, she was going to a sleepover last night at one of her little girlfriend's houses here from school. Mm. And we offered, we we're like, do you want to go? And she was like, no, I want to go to my friend's sleepover. I was like, okay. Like, that's so much more fun. <laughs> Totally. You're going to have so much more about that. I mean, I don't even think I am a Swifty. I don't even know what that means. We actually did a movie with Taylor Swift's brother. I don't know. How was he? Yes. He was lovely. And we went to dinner with his parents. (gasps) Oh my God. The mom and her parents. Yeah. We went to dinner with her parents and I didn't (gasps) think anything of it because I was like, oh, it's Taylor Swift's parents. But now I see like how I I don't think it's not that I'm not a Swifty. That's I have to, I have to take that back. It's that I'm not you know, I think you, you as well, like being in this business, Mm -hmm. you see a lot of celebrities, you see a lot of people who are really talented and exceptional. And you're like, Oh my God, they're amazing at what they do, but they're also just human, right? You don't put them on like a superhuman level, um, that I think a lot of people do, but I think she's really talented. I think she treats the people around her just with such respect. And obviously you've seen in the news, she gave away $55 million in bonuses. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that the whole family are just really good people and they're Mm -hmm. really close um you know her brother and her are like thick as thieves and he was lovely to work with but but because of this tour and because Mm. of feeling like I don't want to be let like I don't want I I don't want to have um what is it uh FOMO Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I I now like have to go (laughs) (laughs) even though I don't know why I have to go I feel like you have to go because I've seen a lot of people who were kind of like, I mean, they like Taylor Swift, but they didn't like love her to the degree of like where it is now. And they go to the concert and they are like, oh my God, it's like a whole newfound level of respect for her because she puts on such a show. Yeah, it's like a three a and a half hour show. It's like she is working the whole time, nonstop, like outfit changes, mm. like the whole bit. And she's singing so many different eras of the music that I feel like it appeals to a lot of people because different right. people know her music in different times. Right. So it's like, so different I think generations. Yeah. Yes. And that's a crazy thing. When I was looking around yesterday, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be like just teenage girls, basically. No, no, it's not. It's like dads, like grown yep. men, grown women, yep. you know, like, yep everybody was rocking out. I don't think I saw one person sitting in their chair like at all. So I think yeah. it's like, she's got a very unique reach too. like, mm. she's so good at what she does. And it so comes from such a genuine place. I feel like with her mm. that it, mm. it radiates. So I think 
Yes, I and would I think say yeah, she loves what she does. You know, like yeah. when we were talking about mm-hmm. with um, Robert Greene, mm-hmm. uh, which we're actually releasing after this episode. But mm-hmm. um, he just said that you, you know, the power of generosity and the power of also like mm-hmm. destiny. Right? People who are yes. really successful, they have a, they have this one vision of what their destiny is meant mm-hmm. to be. And I think people who are confused about that or don't have as much purpose, they. Mm-hmm probably don't succeed in the way that someone like a Taylor Swift does because Mm -hmm. she just is, she's always had a goal to the love of music to perform and she'll kind of, and I think once you love something, it's like that, what again, Robert Greene was talking about flow. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're in that flow, it just gets infectious, right? Everyone, everyone feels that feeling and it just, it does, it radiates through everyone who's, who's in the stands listening. Yes. And like going back to what you're saying about the generosity portion, I think it's so interesting because I think she's so successful as well because she is so generous with others, right? She's generous of her time and her um, talent and her money and her, so it all comes back. It's like that crazy universal Mm -hmm. effect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, she's 33 now, I think. And I feel like she's going to be by the end of this tour, I think she she'll be a billionaire. Like I think because the tour oh, yeah. itself generated a billion dollars, and I think her net worth is somewhere like seven fifty somewhere in that. So I think this will like put her over the top. So it's like at that point too, when you're that young and you've accomplished that much. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you just keep going. You just keep reaching and reaching and setting new goals and doing that. But like, wow. But like at some point, you just think you know it's not about the money then because mm-hmm. once you've got a billion dollars, you can't spend that. No. So, you know, then part of me is like, then just relax, you know, <laughs> right. just take a vacation, just <laughs> retire when you're up. Like, I think again, like we were talking about sex in the city, mm-hmm. that's when people probably should have retired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the show was so good back in the day and so it's good. just, it's just a little, you know, I don't know. Did you see this episode? Did you see the sex in it? Just like that episode? This so, last... No, because you were in the Taylor Swift yes. concert. I missed it. <laughs> was it, was it at like, like how the other episodes have been this season? Was it better? Was it worse? Was it? How yes, would you just... it was, I would describe it as same, same. <laughs> keep, <laughs> I keep hoping for it to get better. And please spoiler alert, fast forward this part. If you don't want to know what is um, some spoilers in episode eight of just like that. And just like that. Uh, so it starts with, um, her having sex with Aiden Oh, <laughs> and they're like in the, th- they're in the, the throes of it. You know what I mean? Oh my God. It's so good. And then you're like, Oh my God, no, I don't know how I feel. <sighs> okay. Were you an Aiden girl, a big girl or a, who's a post-it note guy? What's his name? Oh, ew, burger. Burger! No way. <laughs> oh, burger was like a wet mop. Like, yeah, burger. Oh, oh. Every time I saw him on the screen, I was like, well, it just vomited a little bit in my mouth. Yeah. Um, no, he was the worst. Because uh, I, I think it's only because, uh, I think it's because, too, like, when they first met, uh-huh. he, he, like, couldn't have sex with her or something. Yes. Guys have issues with that. Like, I right. totally understand. It was just that it was, like, their first date. And I don't know. I don't. I think it just would have, I don't know, it would have sort of probably been a turn off for me. <laughs> so were you more of a Mr. Big or an Aiden? Well, see, I've had a Mr. Big and I've had an Aiden in my romantic life. And, mm-hmm. you know, Aiden, I had a guy who was just so loving and so lovely and very handsome and so kind, but I was bored. Oh, and that's the problem. You know, sometimes... And, and I, I don't advocate for this, but sometimes like, you know, we're looking for a little bit of, of the, of the chase, right. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the game, a little bit of the tension you know, it's, and stuff. It's, yeah. It's hot. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes in the beginning, and I know this is probably not healthy, but when someone's like too available, mm-hmm. it can kind of make you run the other direction. But then mm-hmm. what does it say about women and us always, you know, feeling okay to be like, messed with you know right. like we, we almost crave it mm-hmm. it's true we we do you're right it's like for me I think if I had to choose between the two I think 
I would pick Aiden, honestly, just yeah. because you would. I would pick Aiden. Yes, I would pick Aiden just because. I mean, Mr. Big would be fun in the beginning for me. Like, I'd like that kind of excitement, but I'd eventually want it to kind of smooth out a little bit, you know, and like yeah. not feel, I feel like she never felt a hundred percent on like steady ground with him. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like even up to the end, I think she was kind of like, you know, there was always like a question mark in her mind. So I yeah. don't know. I think. I think if I had to choose between the two, I would pick Aiden just because right. I would have kind of a smoother ride. Um, right. But I don't know. Maybe it's like we want a little mix of both, you know? Maybe we when want the nice- David, did you mm-hmm. feel like he played any games? Because I don't think Sean did at all. I think it was just like hot and heavy. So maybe, yeah. maybe it isn't about the game playing. Maybe it's just about the person that you feel is is your is your person. True. Um, yeah, you know, I think- it was a little tricky for us because he lived in New York at the time and I lived in Dallas. Right. So we had like that. So every time we would get together, we would make like a, you know, it would be like very intense and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he played well, very, very beginning. He kind of, cause he was like, we were so far removed from each other that it was mm-hmm. maybe like, I think he was trying to protect himself maybe a little bit too. Like he's like, you know, I live here. She lives there. Like if I get hurt, that's going to suck. Like, you know, but I was kind of like, I just, I feel like me, I kind of knew it was him. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm invested, no. you know? Right. No. It's just, you have that, that deep sense of knowing, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, I get questions about how did you know that Sean was the one? And it just, mm-hmm. it was that I just didn't want to be with anyone else, right. you know? And I just, it, it was like, it, it was just magnetic. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like a different feeling right inside. Yeah. Right. It was different. And, it, and, you know, we would have got married straight away, but I was like, you know, let's just play this out a little <laughs> bit before I run to Vegas and get one of those Elvis marriages. <laughs> Kind of fun though. Like, wouldn't it be a fun place to like renew your vows as like an Elvis wedding chapel? I would love to. I renewed our vows last oh. year and it went down pretty terribly with Sean. Why? <laughs> he's no, not gonna it did let not. me even it <laughs> did. And he's not even gonna let me um probably uh to say this on the podcast. But I I made this whole thing. Um, uh-huh. I got a wedding dress. I think you saw it this oh, I saw it? Last yeah. year. I remember Did a whole now. wedding dress. Yeah. The kids were in wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. I got him a suit that he had to uh, put on right before he went to the beach. He didn't know what was happening. But I think uh-huh. it was that he just felt a little blindsided by it. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't do very well with surprises, you know. Okay. So I think he just felt like. What, how am I supposed to be reacting? You know, there was somebody who's obviously as a cameraman. He's like, as the cameraman, am I? And I looked. You're at like him, he's just like, here. Not, yeah, I'm like, you're not giving me enough emotion. Um, I wrote vows. I think he was just like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, so he had like no idea it was happening. No idea. No idea. That yeah. is so funny. So he literally stepped into his own vow renewal and was like, yeah. Here I am. Like I didn't plan this. Get it away from me. I think he's just, yeah, he's just a simple person. And, mm. and, and the fact that there was just a lot of fuss and commotion for him yeah. just was a little overwhelming. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. He was probably just, kind of like a deer in headlights a little bit. Like he was mm. just like, what's happening. And yeah, that's funny. Well, then you've already done your vow renewal. I have, but Vegas, I'm supposed to be I... going to Vegas in about, um, uh, two weeks or something oh, to see right. to, to see Beyonce. <gasps> Beyonce. Since I can't get, I feel bad for saying this, but because I can't get Taylor Swift <laughs> concert tickets, I'm going to get Beyonce concert tickets. That's were were they hard to get the Beyonce concert tickets? No, they were pretty easy. <laughs> uh, poor Bay. <laughs> poor Bay. I don't understand, and they weren't that bad. It was like three hundred bucks for the oh. ticket. Um, was not thousands and I've got okay. a pretty, I've got a pretty great seat. So, okay. you know, I think maybe just because I, I didn't realize this, but because Taylor Swift's fans are so uh, loyal, I think yes. if, 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 if someone loved both of them, they're going to choose Taylor because, you know, they just are. And so they're going to spend that money this way rather than going to Beyonce, which I think, you know, sucks because I love Beyonce she's just she just it put a ring on it my single ladies (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, you will be in Vegas. You can pretend to be a single ladies. You can be like, single ladies. <laughs> Hi, single ladies. Well, I have a few questions for you since we're doing yes. a solo podcast, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, what is, and I, I was listening to this podcast recently, Glenn and Doyle's mm. podcast, and she was talking about the best advice that anyone's ever given her. Ooh. And why it's the, the best advice mm-hmm. and how that has helped them throughout their years. So do you remember the best advice that anyone's ever given you? I actually do. And it's something I try to use when I, you know, kind of get off the path and everything, but it's really simple. It's just two words. It's be you like, that's it. Just be you mm-hmm. like be who you are, you know? That's mm-hmm. the thing I kind of, I, I try to tell Bray too, like our daughter, I'm like, just be you, be who you are, you know? How about yeah. you? What is the best advice you've had? Oh, I think I still go back to the idea of you can have it all. You just mm-hmm. can't have it all at the same time. Mm. And I think that really resonated with me when I had a child because as a career woman, as a mom, as mm-hmm. a entrepreneur, as someone who owns my own brand, it's like you feel like you're failing mm-hmm. all the time at something. Mm-hmm. So you're either failing on the work front or you're failing on the home front. And I started to get really depressed about it. Like I never felt that I was succeeding in my life and especially after I had uh, you know my kids and Mm -hmm. I I just realized that you can only be good at what you're doing while you're doing it and then Mm. the rest and and then you have to accept that you're not going to be the best mom when you're working on a a campaign or you're on set or whatever that is Mm -hmm. or you're you know (laughs) going to the Toronto Film Festival and Mm -hmm. working there um Mm -hmm. you can't you can't be the best mom who's mm-hmm. making the lunches and taking your kids to all the extracurricular activities. And then when you're a mom, you can't always be getting back to those emails, you know, mm-hmm. or you can, but you end up doing both half-assed mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, trying to get back to the emails while I'm at the kid with the kids at the park. It's like, it does make me feel that I'm not responding in the best way to my kids, but also to my emails either. So I think I've just had to accept that. It's really hard. I think you're totally right. I mean, it's like, if you're not doing one hundred percent, you feel bad. And then like vice versa with the other. And it's, I think, you know, we, as moms too, we end up like working like weird off hours. Sometimes people don't understand that they're like, Oh, why didn't you answer my email? Like right away. And it's like, because I had to like also fit in, you know, mom time and kind of try to maneuver the day. But again, I don't think our husbands or the dads really feel the same way. They don't have, I never hear David be like, gosh, I really feel like I wasn't there for our daughter or for my work a hundred percent. Right. Like it doesn't really, they never, I don't know if they don't feel it and they just don't say, or they feel it and don't say it, or they truly just don't feel that, you know? Mm But I, think I don't it's think like, they feel it. I also think yeah. aging, they don't feel, you know, my husband is 12 mm-hmm. years older than me and I, you know, my birthday's coming up in the next mm-hmm. two weeks and I ended up getting, I'm going to send you um, the whole video on this. I got <gasps> ultra therapy. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yes. I've heard of it. Was it painful? <gasps> I was so nervous because okay. they talked it up. Like I was going to get elect- electrocuted pretty much in my face. <laughs> it's these deep uh, heat electronic waves that radiates deep uh within this it goes below the skin into the muscle Mm -hmm. and what that does is it it stimulates collagen and it takes about three months to kick in okay but they have different settings and i was so nervous about it that i made her test the application on my arm first (laughs) and i made her test it at a two at a three at a four to see like how intense i was able to take this device on my arm before I put it on my face. I made her do it on her face. Like she had to do it first too. I was like, she's like, oh, 45 minutes, just calming myself down before I even got it on my face. So like the whole appointment took three hours, but it wasn't three hours. An hour and a half was just me like calming myself down. 
because I'm very nervous about things that I don't know. And I don't mm. know if you're like this, but I need to, now that I've done it, it's fine. Like I know mm. what I'm going into, but it's like elevators. I don't want to go into a rinky dink elevator and just be like, oh, this is the elevator that's going to stop. But once I've gone right. in a few times, I'm like, oh, okay, it'll go. It's, it's gone before, you know, I need to yeah. know. I need to know what I'm stepping into. So anyway, so these electric pulses on your face, they start at your neck and she started at two and I really couldn't feel anything. I had no numbing cream on nothing. Okay. Um, but then we got to four and that's that's really what you should do on your neck and your and your um, jawline if your face is starting to, you know, gravity is starting to pull it down. Yeah. And it feels like little sparks, you know, like <sighs> you, you know, have you ever touched, um, um, you've ever touched accidentally, you pull a light out and your finger gets sparked for a second. Yeah. Have you ever felt that? Yeah. Like, no, not so much. But you get like little electrocuted, <laughs> like, like little electric shocks. Baby electrocution. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Just a little. Just a little electrocution. Is it, is it like when you get a static, that static electricity shock kind of a thing? Yeah, you know, when a little you... bit like that. Okay. Okay. But the interesting part about it is that that's not the part that I found uncomfortable. The part I found uncomfortable is after a few passes over your face and mm. neck, it honestly feels like you've been, it's like the third day you've been punched in the face. <laughs> so it's like just, once it's settled in. Third, it's not the first. It's like you haven't <laughs> just been punched in the face, but it's not the second, you know, it's swell, like not that yeah. I have, but you know, swollen and bruised. It's the third day where you're like, oh, it's a little achy. Like you've just been punched. Ooh, okay. So it's like the bruising is sudden feeling like no, that when it's, so, yes, okay. it's a bruising feeling, feeling? but not mm-hmm. bruised look. Okay. So it's like sore almost. Like it, it feels sore. like sore. It, it is it feel, sore. Does it feel sore now? No, but it just okay. feels a little, when you touch it, it does feel like just an internal bruise a little bit, but nothing major, nothing that, you know, it's... some vodka can't fix. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> well, tequila. I mean, I mean, I mean a Tylenol and an Advil <laughs> or a Panadol. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, Casamigos makes a great Tylenol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tequila and Tylenol, baby. Tequila. Um, so it's a little bit, but I already yeah. see. I already see a difference. I don't know if you do. Ooh. You're like, wow. Let's... Nothing. You've noticed <laughs> no, nothing. No. no. Wait. So it just it tightens and it plumpens, or what's the no, no like... plumping? <laughs> no plumping. <laughs> that's that's just what you you're hoping. It's wishful thinking. Not plumping nothing. Not plumping. Not plumping. No, it's not plumping nothing. It's plumping. Oh my god, I do have a question for you. Right. But it's um yes, it's it's tightening your skin, and I really think that it's it's a game changer. People have been doing this. It's been around for thirty years. Oh, and um yep. So it's not new. So it's okay. not like it's a, a new procedure. And people do it like twice a year, and it's expensive. It's about a thousand bucks or something. Um. Okay. I got a, a good little deal. Um, I'm going to help promote the company, but, uh-huh. but yeah, it's, it's, it definitely, Ooh. I think works. I think it's works. a good one yeah. for you. I need to try this because, you know, we were talking earlier and I'm trying to decide, I don't know where to start, like CO2 laser, ultra therapy no, that's or intense. Morpheus, you know, I don't know what's the best place to start. And look, the people who are listening, who yeah. are just happy to, Mm-hmm. <laughs> to follow self-love <laughs> all for it like yep. I am definitely on that journey of self-love but I also don't want a saggy neck so I don't know <laughs> I'm sitting somewhere in the middle here I'm just like I wake up and I do my affirmations and I meditate and I ground myself and I do ice baths and all those things and I do I realize that I'm just gonna fully believe that there's a god because I feel like it's just gonna make me happier in life and I'm also going to tighten my neck with <gasps> therapy I know it's true that's where i feel like it starts to yeah. show and i'm like it does like a chicken neck. yes and it's like the 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 like the uh what do you call them like not the or the wrinkles or the rings or whatever it's just no coming. it's just the skin that's starting to and you know i've Ugh. noticed too do you feel like your nose gets bigger as you get older? Yes, wait, didn't we talk to somebody on the show yes. that told us yes. about the nose, right? It's er- did he say so it's that- not actually your nose gets bigger? It's because the skin starts to sag that the appearance of your nose looks bigger. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. That's right. Cause he, you lose like the elasticity. And so it mm. like kind of sinks your face. So it makes then my question is I got a mm-hmm. Brazilian wax and I haven't had a Brazilian <gasps> wax in seven years, honestly. Oh, yes. Like I was like, what's the point? Uh-huh. Um, but do your vagina 
get old. Because like, here's the thing. Okay. She said to me, I go, <laughs> like, how old do you think I am? She goes, 40? And I was like, I don't think I look 40. Right. So she must have thought my vagina was oh! 40. <laughs> oh, that's weird. So you think that, but, but how do you think she's like, like based on wrinkles or gray hair or what? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but like, does your does your vagina start uh -huh. to think about it? If every place in your body yeah, starts to have skin laxity, right. does your vagina have skin laxity as you get older? I bet it does. Does it move further down? I bet it does. With gravity, <laughs> show just me, pulls show us, <laughs> yeah. you go, hold on, let me show you. <laughs> I feel like that gravity just pulls. I mean, probably because it pulls everything down. Like it's got to, it's got to age. Oh, this is so depressing. And here's it's, the thing. I don't want to be 22 again. I don't. Yeah. But I, youth is really wasted on the young. Because yes. What we know now, if mm -hmm. we could just have vaginas that were a little higher, like imagine the power we would have. <laughs> The things we could do. The things we could do, Rox. <laughs> I mean, it is depressing. You're right. It's like, because you think about that, your 20s, like if you had the mind of like what you have now back then, you could be like, any of us could be like so much more powerful, like, because we're so much more who we are now today than we were then. Like we were still kind of like, yeah. you know, questioning and fighting our way. It's such a shame that like, you can't, well, like we can't have the body of our 20 year old selves with our I minds know. now, you know? I know. I know. It's so hard. It's just, oh. it's just accepting it. Yeah. It's just the exception. And and I also feel like as you get older, mm. I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm, mm. I'm feeling like a lot of people in my life are leaving. Not, not because they've, I've chosen them to, or we've had a falling out. But I don't know, the older we get, I mm. feel that you lose friends. Um, mm. I, I've mm. lost a recent friend of mine after 30 years. And it's, <gasps> oh no, yeah. And it's because as you get older, you realize that, you know, there's not as much time as you had. Mm -mm. And so, and also when you have children and, you know, parents who are aging and your career, and trying to work on yourself, you don't have as much time to put into friendships. Mm -hmm. So the time that you're going to put into friendships has to matter, right? Yes. Yes. Time is precious, right? And the older we yeah. get, the less of it we have. And it's like, you're right. Every moment counts. I will say, I get the thing about the friends. I feel like for me, like the friends that I have, maybe that, and, and I have, you know, friends that are single, friends that are married, friends with kids, friends with no kids. I will say like my friends with kids, I probably just end up spending more time with or being more, right. you know, have a daily interaction with because we're kind of in the same stage of life. Right. And it's not mm -hmm. to say that like single friends aren't great. And like those who, you know, are doing their own thing. I mean, that's amazing. There's, it's really admirable. Um, but it's just like the, because the li lives, mm -hmm. yeah, the mm -hmm. lives are a little bit different. So it's like, you know, while they're out partying, like I still have some single friends that are like living it up. They party until like two or three in the morning, you know? And it's like, I've been well asleep for like what six hours. Well, what time point. did you get home from Taylor oh, Swift last oh. night, Roxy? Miss Tamman, what? Okay, so here's here's what happened. I didn't even end up going to bed. I think I fell asleep. I didn't look at the clock, but I'm guessing like maybe two thirty. I mean, it was like late because yeah, partying it up, right? <laughs> yeah. Raging, uh, because, because she didn't even stop uh, her concert until eleven forty-five. So she went past curfew. I think. I think all those venues have like maybe an 11 or at latest 1130 curfew. So somehow wow. she went past that. But then the problem at the end was when we walked out, there was no Wi-Fi connection, like, cause there were so many people. So we oh, could, no. we had to, we had to walk blocks to like find a ride share. We were like, right. <laughs> we were like, hello, <laughs> do we have signal yet? We have signal. You felt like you were really in your twenties. Yeah, I know. See, cruising down the but street. But with just a sad year vagina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Just a sadder vagina. Just a sad <laughs> vagina. So sad, so sad. I'm just depressed. I'm more depressed yeah. about the vagina than I am about the face, to be honest with you. <clears throat> yeah. Like I'm you... just I'm sad. So, no, it's it's fine now, but I yeah. but I know it's gonna I know it's not gonna be for long. <laughs> I know that, you know, we're we're coming to the end of end of our fun. Oh my god. No, let it be the beginning. Let it be a new chapter. Yeah. But back to what we we're talking Sorry. about friends. Yeah. Have you lost okay. friends over the years? And so, and trying- I feel like losing mm. friendships are it's it feels to me more heartbreaking than losing romantic love interest mm. relationships. I don't know why. Maybe I just show myself more to my friends. And I feel like they maybe not get me more than my husband, but as mm. a woman. There are things that my husband is just not really going to understand. And I think with my friends, it does feel like I've opened up and been really vulnerable about so many things in my life and so and and, and had so many memories with them mm-hmm. that it feels more painful than a romantic breakup. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I hear you. It That is true. There's like something a little more sad about losing a friend because I think it's like so final and like maybe... Like with a romantic partner, it maybe it runs its course or like, you know, you kind of, at some point you kind of get over it for the most part, but with a friend there, the closure isn't there almost, you know, mm, like, yeah. you know, with a romantic partner, you get like some sort of closure at some point. You're like, okay, well, look, even if it's the like, house down, yeah, <laughs> he was a fucking asshole. Like what you inject, I've always wanted to do this. You inject fish guts into the, the side of their car. I'm giving people ideas. I mean, um, into the side of their car, uh, where the, where the little plastic is. That's what I would do. Oh, I saw another one glitter uh, all over their house. Glitter, oh. glitter everywhere, like packets and bags of it. Oh my God. Cause that's like impossible to get up. You cannot you know? get that putting glitter oh. all over their car, their house, their bedroom, oh their God. sheets. That's, that's bad. I wonder if you could like, go to, I wonder if you could get, you know, arrested for that. I know. <laughs> like you, at what point do you get arrested for, for some, for leaving, you know, for doing something to an ex-partner? I wonder. Yeah. I wonder like there's gotta be romantic relationships. I feel like even at some point, like, even if it's like both people don't agree with it at the same time or what have you, somehow you just get closure. You either maybe meet somebody new. That's what it is too. I think with friends, because it's not like, it's like with a boyfriend, you'll have probably another boyfriend or another girlfriend or something after that. So there's almost like a replacement in a way, Mm. but with a friend, you don't, right. You don't really replace your friend. You know, it's like that friend was that friend. And that's like a unique thing, you know? It's mm. not like you really replace them like that. Do you know mm. what I mean? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I find it hard. I, I definitely, you know, I'm in a mourning, you know, process of losing a friend. And and I think it's, mm. it's you have to allow yourself to, mm. I, I, I spent so much of my life being, focusing on the positive when I mm. feel negative, which is a very toxic, positive trait. Mm. And I think that it hasn't really, helped me in my life. You know, I've never mm. really, there's certain relationships and people that I've never really grieved because I thought, well, if, you know, look on the bright side, you've got so many other amazing people in your life and, mm-hmm. and you have your children and you have your health and you have a, a career. So be focusing and, and feel positive about that. But I mm-hmm. do feel that by doing it and not, you know, just moving through the process and not really grieving, I, it, sort of comes back to bite me as the years go on and I I grieve the process later. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate for grieving loss and friendships and relationships and mm-hmm. you know go going through those motions, I think. Do you think that this is the end for the two of you? Like that's it or it'll come maybe come back again? The hardest part is knowing that their addiction it's mm-hmm. when whatever that person's addiction is, which there is an addiction, okay. will always be greater than you. Oh, and when yeah. they when they will always choose that addiction to the detriment of the relationships around them and the decisions that they make is always based, like is always coupled and intertwined with that addiction, mm. then you will never, 
it's almost like you're mm. enabling them to continue mm -hmm. with their behaviors by staying. And I feel that by removing myself, mm -hmm. it's not a lesson, but maybe that person might wake up maybe when all the relationships leave because, you know, whatever form of addiction it is takes over yeah. your life. And, and maybe one day that person wakes up and says, I need to get help. Does the person have like a support system around them to help to get help or no, because the type of addiction it is, the world might not see as something that's as sick as like a drug addiction. If you see okay. someone who has a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction, it's very obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're obviously functioning, but you can't function in the world a lot of right. the time. And people know that, you know, well, what if, what if that person overdoses? And what if that person, you know, drinks themselves into a stupor and doesn't wake up? It isn't that type of addiction. So, mm -hmm. I mean, so because of it, you can kind of um, mask it. Mm. and and by masking it no one really knows about it so there isn't really a need for a support system because no one really gets it you know but mm. things start to happen like you know the person never shows up or uh the person pulls some like really fucked up stuff and and uh you don't understand it in the beginning until you find out what they're going through and then you're like oh that's why and then you i stayed in I, it's been 10 years and i've been like you know the amount of times i've been stood up with a very close friend of mine has been, I can count way on if I had 50 hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then know. you just go, it's not worth it. Do I think no. that she loves me? Yes. Do I love her? Yeah. But I just, you just have to move on. Yeah. You have to move on, especially if it's like letting you down over and over again or disappointing you over mm. and over again, you know? And it's different if you say, oh, that person didn't show up for a hike. That's one thing. Yeah. But when they let you down, and it affects your family mm -hmm. um, because the letdown was a, a bigger gesture that you were doing as a family. And then all of a sudden your kids are upset, you know, that plays a role in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. Sure. When you start, when the kids get involved, that's, yeah, yeah you're right. I have to move on, you know? So I have another question for you. Okay. <laughs> get question. it to me. <laughs> Okay. So I wanted to know about mm -hmm. five hacks mm -hmm. that maybe technology hacks or life hacks or mom hacks, five things that you do mm -hmm. that make your life easier. Okay. Um, that you've either seen on through social media or something that you've seen through your family. Mm. Um, and if you don't want to do five, you can just, we can do one at a time. I'm like, Oh shit. That just make life easier. Well, I think, okay. I, I will say for summer, because there's been a lot of the time this summer that Bray has not been in camp. We made like a schedule for her for like a daily schedule because we're oh, both, you know, cool. right. Like, cause since we're both like working, we're trying to balance work and then like also her stuff. So we have her in a schedule too. Like, so in the morning, it's like, I think she wakes up at like eight, usually in the summer, like eight to eight 30 is like breakfast. Then she does like a block mm -hmm. of reading and then she like practices piano. And then she has like some playtime with friends. So we try to like do That's that good. in the. You know what I mean? Just to like, kind of, cause otherwise we were kind of like at the beginning of the summer, we did not have that. And we were like, you know, both trying to juggle, like, what are we doing? You know, like trying to get mm. her occupied, you know? So, um, I will say that like help, that was kind of new that we did for the first time. Um, mm. I will say too, I kind of, I, these seem to center all around her, but we started using timers, like egg Ooh. timers for her iPad time. So we're like, you can be on the the iPad. That's good. That's a mm -hmm. good one. So she can hear it. You know, it's not like we're like over arbitrarily looking at our phones and being like, okay, in 15 minutes, like we right. put the egg That's timer on. Mm. And, and we kids the like, kids like to know that they, and they're yes. better when they know that it's time to be, it's time to be done with something. Exactly. And we'll do the same thing for her piano time too. Cause she's like, how much more time do I have? And I'm like, okay, it's 15 minutes, you know, or we'll show her right. and kind of, so that's been really helpful. Um, that's great. Right. Um, uh, oh, I've got one. Okay. okay so me. 
So my uh, nine-year-old has always had trouble tying up her shoelaces mm-hmm. um, and she gets very frustrated. She's just mm-hmm. a kid that just gets very overwhelmed when things aren't working right. So you have your shoe uh-huh. and you have both laces. Like your shoes are completely undone. You have both laces. Okay. Then you have the hole that the, sh- the laces come out of. Okay. Okay. And then you put those laces back into that hole. So you've got two um, little loops that go back into that same hole. Okay. Then okay. you take those laces that are now looped around back uh-huh. in that back in that hole, and you just have to turn them around once. Okay. And tie it, and then you untake it from the two little holes, and your shoes are already done. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. How, so, so again, I'll say so. You, so you put them yeah. back in the hole. So okay. You put the laces back in the hole that they came out of. Right. Then you just tie those two pieces once. Okay. Take it out of the hole, and the shoelaces are done. <gasps> That's a great idea. How did you come up yeah. with that one? I don't know. It's probably an accident. <laughs> or I saw it somewhere and I thought, thought that I did it, but I don't know. I can't remember. That's a really good one. Yeah, because this is the age too when kids are like, that's what they're learning, you know? Yeah, so it's a it's good one. Yeah. But now that's... she'll never know how to do a shoelaces up unless it's got a hole on the side. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to use the loop trick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use the loop one. What? And then I have one mm-hmm. other, and then we'll go to you. Um, oh, yeah. So when you get bread in a, a packet and you mm-hmm. lose that little, um, you lose that little uh, plastic bit that ties the- Oh, yeah. It breaks yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It breaks off. Yeah. So you have your plastic bag and the, the bread's in it. Uh-huh. Take the plastic and cut down the middle. Okay. Just like it, so, it, so it becomes like two separate parts, and then you just tie the bag. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God. That's such a good idea too. I like, literally do that. I've done that for years. Really? Oh, so that's like a thing you normally do. Yes. If I, <gasps> I actually don't yeah. even keep that little plastic thing. I just cut it down the middle and I just tie it. Tie it. it? Mm-hmm. And it keeps it probably fresher because it's like tighter, you know? Where I don't know. There might be some mold <laughs> down the bottom. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is, oh, I've got one for, um, well, it depends, like whatever nut butter you would like to eat, peanut butter, almond butter, cashew butter, whatever, you know, when you get down to the bottom of it and like, there's still some in there, but you like, can't get it out. I know what you you're going to do. You're going to make a smoothie, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, well, you could make a smoothie. That is true. Or there's a peanut dressing, like for salad that you can make where you put oh. all the ingredients in there and then you shake it. And that's your salad dressing thing because oh. peanut butter's in there already so you keep just the peanut butter that's already in there and then you add the other ingredients inside the peanut butter jar yeah yeah yeah. and then you just that's pour good. it out as you need it <laughs> i like that one that yeah. one's a good one right okay what oh gosh now i'm thinking you've got three and i'm on two um <laughs> you better get another make my life easier mm-hmm. Do you have another one? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Let me I'm think. like, I've got two. Oh, um, um, pasta. There's something about pasta that I know. Ooh. It's good. You know, another way that you can um, make almond milk, because a lot oh. of people go, well, I have to buy almonds. Right. And, uh, and that's the only one that I have to buy a strainer. You actually right. don't. You oh. can put a teaspoon or like a tablespoon of almond butter in the blender Okay. Water uh-huh. and um, yeah, and blend it, and it becomes almond milk. <gasps> and you only need like all you need is all you need is almond butter or cashew butter or whatever yeah. it is with water and uh-huh. blend it. It becomes whatever milk that butter that nut is. <gasps> Wait, so you just need like one tablespoon of it? That's it. I think it's one tablespoon. Look it up, guys. But <laughs> it's you put you put the uh, whatever butter it is with water, uh-huh. blend it, and you have almond milk. Or- <gasps> whatever milk you want. Oh, that's a good one. Cause I do look at some of those, like make your own almond milk recipes sometimes. And I'm like, it's a lot. I'm like a lot. And it's messy. It's really messy. Yeah. And it doesn't seem very inexpensive either because you have to buy all the like fresh almonds and grind, you know, it's like a whole thing. It's a process for sure. It's a very big process. What Mm. about technology? Do you have any hacks when it comes to technology? There's a new app that I got. I don't know if it's like a hack. It might be more of like a an app, but mm-hmm. it's for um, like when you're posting on other social media platforms, 
and it lets you know what the trending music is for the moment. Wow. So you can what like is that. So it's called what is the name? Not of sponsored, this? kids. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored. They did not pay us to say this. They did not um, pay us to say this. <laughs> Although we actually love the brands we work with. We yes. love them. Love them. Love them. Love them. Love them. Um, it's called Real Trends, I think. Yeah, real, like reels, like R-E-E-L trends. And it'll show you what the trending music is. So you can like the next time you make a reel, you know what kind of like the hot music is that people are really, you know, gravitating. Oh, I love that. Right? I love that. I've got an app that's called Captions. Okay. And if you, you know, sometimes when you post uh, your reels or Instagram or whatever mm -hmm. it is, and the captions are just pretty bland. Like yes. And, oh. and, and the font too is not wonderful. Right. So there's a app called captions and okay. honestly, the captions are like any of those captions that you see on TikTok or Instagram where, you know, every third word is emphasized yeah. with like a little graphic or, um, there's also lots of different colors and fonts and, um, it just, it's just the captions are so much more appealing than anything okay. else that's in any other app that we have. That's a great idea because do, you get like so bored writing caption. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and also you kind of run out of ideas, you know? But it's not captions like that. It's captions when you, oh. you know, when you put like closed captions on your videos. Yes. But you know, but like you don't type it. So it's like, right. for example, it um, pops up. I, I, yes, I did a mm -hmm. reel mm -hmm. and the captions come up. Now yeah. I can just import that video. Uh -huh. into captions and the captions will come up but they'll come up in different colors and <gasps> fonts and yeah oh god so it's it. like when okay. it's written on the actual video not the caption okay. below it although oh, ai can kind of do that now can it really yes that's kind of scary actually though it's very it's very <gasps> yeah makes me very afraid yeah because i mean if why do we need us anymore <laughs> So many jobs will be obsolete. And there's this great yeah. saying that says just because something can be done doesn't mean it should be done. Right. Um, and it's, it's it, there. That's why this, these strikes are going on. A, a lot of it is because, you know, at some point, are we not going to need to be here when it comes to creating art? It's really sad. It's really sad. You know, before, I think it was like maybe two days ago or something, I was scrolling through. I think it was Instagram. Maybe it was TikTok. I can't remember, but I was scrolling through and there was an AI generated music video of Taylor Swift singing a song, but it wasn't, it was like a face made to look like hers, but it wasn't so, you know, sometimes with AI, it literally looks like the person. Mm -hmm. This was like a weirdly compute. You could tell it was like a computer generated, mm -hmm. but it was like her singing. And it was just very like, creepy how the mouth was moving and like you know what I mean like yeah they had already done that and I'm like oh my god like this is kind of weird you know mm. okay what do we have you have one more left oh shit okay <laughs> you could do a lie a life hack like just even okay. something that you do okay that makes your life easier at home something I do pick my battles is one <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> that's been helpful lately uh, uh, what's like, the I've next? Got we divide up, uh, we divide up things that we're good at in our household Okay. and we all, so I always do the kids hair. So I okay. always wash them and brush their hair. Sean always does the kids food. Like when it's just kids food, when we're going to mm -hmm. have a big dinner, then we all do it together. Mm -hmm. But, um, when it comes to just kids food and lunches and things like that, he does that. Oh, that's good. Um, he does he does the morning. I do okay. the afternoon. So he does morning drop off. I do afternoon drop off. Mm -hmm. And I think by divvying up each chore or responsibility, then it doesn't make the other person feel um just feel like they are they're not taking, you know, that that amazing book called what's it called? My brain is not working. Um we split up half the chores. Fair, oh. fair. Uh, that book fair game talks mm -hmm. about this that you don't feel um that you're doing too much in 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 your family life and your chore life when you divvy up all everything that you do that's a good idea because then and also there's no confusion resentful. yeah exactly yeah. no cross you know cross lines or anything like that okay i have a life hack i have not employed it yet but i want to does that count okay yeah. <laughs> Is it a sex hack, Roxy? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it is, Yeah, <laughs> it is actually, um, it is a family calendar, Ooh. like a Google family calendar where each person can write like a meeting or like an event or like, well, this person will be gone at this time or what have you just so there's no confusion because that happens a mm. lot in our family, at least like, like, you know, that's true. Right. Like if we have to go do a pickup or something or drop off and mm. like, we're both, we had both scheduled a phone call or both scheduled a meeting or whatever. It makes it like really difficult. So I think if we had like a clear family calendar that can always be kind of moving and changing, like that would help a lot of that it would cut down on fights for sure for us, you know? And where would you put the calendar? So I was thinking maybe like one of those Google calendars, like the Google doc mm. calendar or whatever. But doesn't Bray need to also see it too? She does so maybe too. Maybe she put it in the kitchen. Kitchen, yeah, like against the wall or something. Mm. Like one of those big ones, maybe the big paper one, you yeah. know? I agree. And maybe make it color-coded with like stickers or something, you know? Make it fun. Yeah. I also believe in kids' chores and them getting yes. pocket money. So yes, that calendar plus a chore calendar i think kids really like to be involved when it comes to the household chores because mm -hmm. it makes them feel like they're also important and they're valued and i think that them getting paid for it too they start mm -hmm. to learn the value of work and what that equates to financially so i think being paid to do chores is is a great thing for kids and having a chore calendar. And then maybe by the end of it, once they've done all their chores over a period of a month, each one of them gets a treat, whether that is ice cream out, or even though we do that so much, or, <laughs> um, you know, a toy or uh -huh. something that they've actually worked hard for that they can now go and get based in, you know, their work ethic. I mm -hmm. think teaching kids work ethic and financial responsibility is really important, really young. Cause I know that I'll, parents generation never really at schools didn't do that I, mm -hmm. I mean maybe your parents did my parents mm -hmm. were always wonderful with money with me and you know invested my money when I was younger but but I didn't know much about it I just let right. them do it instead mm -hmm. of learning it myself and that has not behooved me as I've gotten older yeah I um, kind of I kind of wish my parents had been more strict about that like okay mm -hmm. chores do the because like I feel like and this happens to us too like we start something like that and then we it stops. Like we, I know either, I do that too. It falls off the I start And then I stop. Yes. And I, I, I want to be this, you know, perfect mom. Who's got all her shit together, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I fail all the time. Same Z's, same Z's. <laughs> Rux, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me on a Saturday Yay. morning. Yes, I know. Thank you. You get to start your weekend fresh now and I know. ready to go. And we have, um, Robert Greene coming up yes. after this. So please listen to that one. We are so excited. It's so a, excited. he's a wonderful guest and got some great guests and I'm going to be in the studio in LA. We're going to get out, yes. going to get out shit together yeah. and make sure we're in studio. Yes, ma'am would do. It's going to be a great week when you're here. It's going to be great. Well, love you lots, Roxy. And guys, don't too, forget Bill. to rate, subscribe and comment. <sighs> And, and we women on top official on Instagram <laughs> and women on top podcast on Facebook and women on top official on TikTok. And I am Tamin Sursock and I am Roxy Manning. And we are women, women on top.